Hello, it's Basha Cummings here. I'm an editor at Tortoise, which is the home of Sweet Bobby, Hoaxed and many more award-winning investigative podcasts. I'm here to tell you about Tortoise Investigates, where we curate the best of our chart-topping investigations in one place. Everything from extraordinary tales of deception to a suspicious killing to one mother's decades-long fight with the police. Just search for Tortoise Investigates wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode contains descriptions of child sexual abuse. I was listening to some of your interview yesterday Mm -hmm. and it was reiterated again that you firmly believe that Boyd was acting alone. I think it was important for me to, to say, ultimately, this this case involved one person, and that was David Boyd alone. And, and I think from, a, from an investigative perspective, the case is over. We began this story with what felt like the end. David Boyd, stand up. For the murder of Nicky Allen on the 7th of October of 1992, the sentence of the court is one of life imprisonment. But this case continues. In many ways, it's just the beginning. Boyd was known to have exposed his genitals to women and girls on several occasions. Flashing is often a sign that the offender is already committing more serious sexual offences, including against children. And through the course of reporting this podcast, other victims of David Boyd have come forward. I'm Julie Bindle, and this is Three Doors Down, a murder, a mother, and a 30-year investigation. Episode 5, Inquiry. I've been mentioning for a few years about Boyd. I was looking at that household, each one, and there I knew over the years uh, where I'd been gone in their houses, where you'd been invited to their kids' parties. So I had to think of everything, where I've, where I've been with Nicky, whose house I've been in with Nicky, and it just kept coming back to this same house. And all I found out is... That Caroline's husband was a paedophile. And they lived in that house. And they lived three doors off my dad's door. Sam, tell me your name, how you want to be identified on the podcast. Um, Just Sam would be. Would be okay. Stacey Stacey Allen, Nikki's older sister, received a message after the trial of David Boyd. 
It was from a woman named Sam. My God, you look about ten years younger than that. Oh, do I? You oh, thank really you. Do, <laughs> Sam is thirty-seven, is fair, has a softness to her voice, and her eyes slightly narrow when she smiles. Well, seeing his name in the paper, I said to my mum, I said, I recognise that that name from somewhere. And it was only when I started reading the article and I got to the bottom and I seen his face, I said to my mum, I was like, oh my God, that's him that had grabbed me when I was, when I was 13. I was absolutely horrified. It's a face you never, you never forget, having a traumatic event like, like that. Sam was born and raised in the Stockton area. In 1999, the family moved to a new house near a park. So we played over over there quite a lot. There was a big part of the park. It had a tyre swing, monkey bars, climbing bits. There was like a wiggly slide, <laughs> that's the only way to describe it. There was tree stumps further up. There was a cycle path where you could ride your bike. There was a football pit. We'd race home from school, quickly get changed and then go straight over the park to meet to meet our friends. It was just a normal Sunday. We'd gone out to, to play with everybody. One of the friends says, why don't we play hide and seek? We were counting. Must have been about 12, between 10 and 12 of us. Everybody went off to hide. It was absolutely dead. There was not a soul in sight. We'd gone into this little bush place where we used to have a den we'd put a little carpet in there that's where we used to we used to sit up near the train line then all of a sudden this guy just appeared from from nowhere he walked over he grabbed hold of me and he grabbed hold of the girl who we were with and he asked us what what we were doing instantly I went into panic mode and I was like oh we're looking for our friend and and his dog thinking if I said a dog it might it might scare him. He looked at me and he said to us, don't scream. So instantly I just started screaming my head off as he moved forward. So he had a tight grip on me as if to say, I've got you, you're not going, you're not going any, anywhere. It just, my heart just went in my mouth. I was so scared and I don't know where or how I found the energy to scream like, like I did so I thought once I opened my mouth I was that frightened I didn't think anything was was gonna come out but I just screamed at the top of the top of my voice and then he grabbed Sam's friend he put his hand in a pocket and dragged it down down under her and he ended up touching her down down there before he then ended up running running away I'm screaming and shouting at her, telling her to, to hurry up and and come on. And that's when when we ran home. The fact that this stranger had come out of out of nowhere, I just feared all sorts. I was was I going to get into trouble off my parents, and was he going to was he going to kill me? My dad heard us scream, and he come running out asking what had happened. I told him what, what had happened and straight away told my mum to get on the phone to the police. Sam is quite exceptional in that she immediately told her mum and dad what had happened to her and then agreed to give a statement to the police. She was brave enough to pick Boyd out in a police ID parade, despite being terrified when she saw him again. 
But most victims of sexual assault, particularly children, never report. Don't think they were taking it too serious at first, to be honest. They took statements and that, and that was, that was it. We didn't hear anything else from it. Initially, the police failed to pick Boyd up for questioning. But after pressure from Sam's mum, he was eventually arrested. He was convicted of sexual assault and sent to prison. Encountering Boyd was a life-changing experience. He was tall, skinny, big nose. I always remember his hand, on his right hand, he had three crosses just above his, his thumb. When he went to court, um, he was sentenced to 18 months, but he only done nine months. With him living in Stockton, myself living in Stockton as well, we often used to see him around in, in Stockton town centre. My mum used to go running after him, screaming and shouting, you're a pervert, you're a nonce. The impact of the assault has stayed with Sam. I ended up having nightmares. The way my bedroom was, there was a lamp in, in my bedroom. It looked like his shadow on the wall. So I had to move in the bedroom with, with my twin brother. My mum had to separate the bunk beds. I was severely depressed and anxious. I went through a stage where I was slitting my wrists. I was cutting my arms because I, I just didn't want to feel like, like I did. I went from being an outgoing, bubbly girl to not wanting to go out, not wanting to do anything. I ended up becoming so depressed. It, it really did ruin, ruin my life. I, di I didn't trust any, anybody. I wouldn't use the word survivor, but I do consider myself to be very, very lucky. I look back now and think, could I have been in, in Nikki's shoes back? back then. For 40 years, I've witnessed monumental police failures, from the Yorkshire Ripper investigation right through to David Boyd being free to harm other children for 30 years. Just when you might think that policing had significantly improved, police officers routinely fail to investigate sexual assaults and homicides of women and girls, and often perpetrate such crimes themselves. No wonder public confidence in policing is at an all-time low, something I would never have imagined when I was working to improve police practice 40 years ago. How is it that police failed to join the dots about the unsolved murder of Nicky Allen and a known child sex offender who lived three doors down from where Nicky disappeared in 1992? They're still getting things wrong and the way they're treating me and other um, Because I'm not the only one that's getting treated like this. I've supported of a lot of families. During David Boyd's trial, Sharon was told by one of the officers that there was good news. The judge had allowed details of Boyd's previous convictions of child sex offences to be heard by the jury. Sam was one of those convictions. Sharon told me about this, clearly angry. She had responded by saying, if you had caught him 30 years ago, he wouldn't have been able to abuse all those other girls since. He's been out doing what he wants because you told him you weren't looking for him.
the consequences of police failures in the investigations of both Boyd and of Billy Dunlop, and Ming's daughter's killer, are as far-reaching as they are dire. He'd got back with his girlfriend and um, he threatened to kill her. The police moved her to a safe house and he found where she was, charged with threats to kill, received a custodial sentence for that. Wasn't in prison all that long. Back out of prison, back in the area, got him with another woman, got her pregnant, and he lived in one block of flats and she lived in another. They'd had a fallout and he was watching and he saw her come back to a flat with another man. So he went and got a baseball bat and a barbecue skewer. But what he didn't know was her brother, this girl's brother and his friends were coming back to the flat for a party. He didn't know that. So he went into the flat, done up with his baseball bat and barbecue skewer and carried out an attack on the man and woman, his girlfriend. He hit the man that hard with the bat on his face. He snapped the bat. He broke every facial bone in the man's face, stabbed her several times with a barbecue skewer. The reason they didn't both die was because her brother and his mates come in in the middle of this attack. Research tells us that men who get away with violence against women and girls will go on to commit further, often more heinous crimes. But still, police ignore the risk posed by men like David Boyd and Billy Dunlop. I said, I'd like to ask the chief constable, I said, um, there's a murder walk in the streets of Billingham. I said, he murdered my daughter. And there's a suspicion he's murdered another girl. I said, just wonder when the police are going to get him off the streets before he kills anybody else. Anne is worried that Dunlop, who is eligible for parole soon, will come out and kill her because she was instrumental in finally getting him convicted. I felt really, really angry and I felt as though they'd treat me like a neurotic mother. And I think they just wanted me to shut up and go to sleep, but I would not. They may as well just say it to me, the police. Sit down and shut up and let us go on with it. But just think for a moment. What would have happened if they had done this? Two dangerous men would have got away with murder and in all likelihood gone on to commit even more crimes against women and girls. On the steps of the court after Boyd's trial, Lisa Theca praised the police for their investigation. They had finally found him and they were not looking for any more victims. Sam's assault was one of the convictions that the police knew about. New forensic techniques has been key in this investigation in identifying David Boyd. And the residents of Sunderland have also played their part in ensuring justice for Nikki and her family. I asked her about it in our face-to-face -face interview. Are you expecting other victims to come forward? So we have looked extensively around any other offending in Northumbria's area, Cleveland's area, Durham area, to see whether there is anything potentially that we could link to him. And, and we, have, we haven't found anything. Because it would be highly unusual, wouldn't it, for a child killer to stop offending and to just retire from offending? On the day that Boyd was sentenced, Sharon's lawyer, Harriet Wistridge, made a statement on the steps of the court in which she asked for any other victims of Boyd to contact either the police or her directly.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A few weeks following Boyd's trial, I was contacted by a woman. She doesn't want us to use her real name, so we will call her Vanessa. Her words are read by an actor. I felt him before I saw him. His leg was pushed up against my back and I was bending over slightly to get the ice pops out. Then I felt his hand grab my bottom hard, sort of like pinching it. I just stood there in shock and he was still grabbing me. His hand just stayed there. I didn't know how long I stood there for. But at some stage he moved and got hold of me round the waist. He moved his hand up and down as though he was trying to get into the waistband of my skirt He pushed himself against me and I wondered what would happen if he pulled down my skirt. And then all of a sudden, he left. I I think because the woman who ran the shop came down to get something out of the freezer and he might have been frightened and she'd seen what he was doing. I was bruised around my bottom and my leg. I don't think anybody saw what happened. I didn't get the ice pop. I just left the shop and went and sat on a bench or a wall or something for ages before I went home. I've never forgotten what happened to me or what he looked like. It was the man that I saw on the telly who was on trial for the murder of that little girl. Looking back, I don't think I've ever been the same since. I used to be quite carefree as a child, but I started to hate going to school and especially walking back. I don't feel sorry for myself. It's that little girl I feel sorry for and anyone else he might have hurt. Since I saw his face on the telly, that's what keeps me awake at night. Speaking to Vanessa, I felt so angry at how the police had messed this up again. I've been campaigning to improve policing on men's violence towards women and girls for more than 40 years. And I've never been as disheartened as I am right now. Despite the fact that laws have been changed, public awareness about these issues are at an all-time high. But confidence in policing such crimes is at an all-time low. The abuse of power of one man and one institution has left women across the country asking how it happened. Not least, the women Wayne Cousins directly targeted. For more than two decades, David Carrick, a serial rapist, hid behind his police uniform, telling women nobody would believe them because he was an officer. But today, after spending years imprisoning and controlling his victims, it was Carrick in police custody. It is a landmark ruling and vindication for two of the victims of the black cab rapist John Warboys. They had argued that their treatment by police, who didn't believe them, caused them mental harm. Today, judges at the Supreme Court agreed they were failed, ruling that police can be held liable for serious failings. From where I am, it feels like we are going backwards. At the heart of these cases, highlighted by Anne Ming and Sharon Henderson, 
are two extraordinary women, but it's not just about them. It's also about how policing in Britain is broken. You are the hero, today and every day. Today wouldn't have happened. Shame on the police for everything they've done, and let's hope that they get properly held to account for all of their failings in the past. He is going down the steps for 29 years as a sole result of your unfailing determination to get justice for Nikki. You have paid her the greatest honour, the greatest honour to your beautiful daughter because you have relentlessly, unfailingly sought justice. The mayor's well just see it, the mayor, the place, sit down and cheer up, and because I know they're not doing the jobs wrong and there's that much injustice in Nicky's case. Um, we'll not sit down, but there's some families, they're scared to speak, oh, because they're getting treated the same, like, as if to say, like, shut up and sit down, and they're down at, they're down at stand up and speak, oh. Thank you for listening to Three Doors Down, a murder, a mother, and a 30-year investigation. If you enjoy Tortoise Investigations, we hope you'll listen to our weekly investigative podcast, The Slow Newscast, where we investigate one story every week, from Boris Johnson's money, to children in care, to the world of private trans healthcare, and the bankers protecting Jeffrey Epstein. Search the Slow Newscast and follow the feed today. Or for the best Tortoise listening experience, curated by our journalists, download the Tortoise app. And please leave ratings and reviews. It really helps. This series was reported by me, Julie Bindle. It was written by me and Joanna Humphreys. The producer was Joanna Humphreys. The narrative editor was Gary Marshall. The sound design and original theme is by Tom Kinsella. The executive producer was Jasper Corbett. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Tortoise.